In episode 63 of the CMB podcast, I was stoked to sit down with an awesome new artist, Lauren Daigle. Unsure if it was her true calling or not, she almost pushed music to the back burner until a devastating illness brought her young life into sharper focus. Now Lauren is living up to the high expectations for her new single, How Can It Be? We talked about her story of faith and music, her new EP, Life on the Road, Future Projects, and a lot more. That's today on the CMB Podcast, episode 63. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the CMB Podcast. My name is Nate Fancher. I'm a singer and songwriter myself, and I started this podcast to bring on and promote other artists, musicians, and songwriters to have conversations about their own journeys of music making all through eyes of faith. I want to welcome and thank all of the first-time listeners to this podcast, and I want to invite you to head over to christianmusicblog.com and join our newsletter. That way you can receive a notification in your inbox every time we release a new interview, a great interview with a great artist. So again, that's christianmusicblog.com. Head over there and sign up. For highlights and links from today's conversation with Lauren Daigle, head over to christianmusicblog.com slash 63. Those are our show notes for today, and you can see everything that we've talked about in uh, today's conversation, along with links to her website, her social media profiles, and um, her album, and everything that she's up to. So again, that's christianmusicblog.com slash 63. Let's dive right in. This is an awesome uh, interview. I, I really was um, just honored to meet Lauren, and her music's amazing. And so we're going to jump right into it. Here's my interview with Lauren Daigle on episode 63 of the CMB podcast. Well, it is awesome to have Lauren Daigle on the CMB podcast today. Lauren, I'm so glad that uh, you had some time to, to talk with me today. And I'm really excited just to to hear more about your life and uh, your story of faith and and just to hear about what's up these days. I know that you just came out um, with your debut EP with Centricity Music and would want to come back to that in a minute, but why don't we start with uh, just saying hello. Hello. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so honored. I've been so enjoying your music. Uh, you have an amazing voice, and it's just so refreshing to, to hear such incredible talent um out of christian music i mean there's a lot of great talent out there for sure but um what you have is really fresh and it's relevant it's just awesome so well done on that wow Um, that's a package of thanks (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) absolutely i'd love to hear about your story of faith i know that you had a pretty amazing uh testimony i think it was around the age of 15 you you had this illness and i know that you have this big story that we could probably talk forever about, but why don't you give us 
Yeah. Um, the nutshell version of your story of faith and and um, how you got into music and how you became a worship leader and um, and everything. I um, was diagnosed with this illness called cytomegalovirus when I was about 15, and what that is is um, an immune deficiency. So I would have extreme fatigue. Basically, I'd sleep 14 hours a day and then only have enough energy just to go lay on the sofa for the rest of the day. And uh, I would question whether or not to change the channel because I knew that that meant I would have to pick up the remote control and exert energy and you're just that level of exhaustion. And so um, in that season, the Lord really came and met me and... um, I was able to, I, I grew up in a Christian home and um, grew up in the church, but I was able to know who he was as my own savior um, during that time. And he showed me that he was my healer and he began to put vision in me before I was ever healed. You know, he would show me singing. He would just instill this passion for singing and um, touring and traveling and all of that. And I I would always say, Lord, how in the world am I going to be doing that? And I thought at one point, I just thought, oh, I'm just like a teenager. I'm just thinking about the American dream and all of this stuff. And I, I would say, Lord, is this really you? Like, is this what you're wanting me to do? And uh, he told me, yeah. And he kept, you know, saying, stay focused, stay focused. So I would show up to the kitchen table every night <laughs> And I would say, okay, family, I'm not going to college. I'm going to pursue music. <laughs> and so as a 15-year-old and your parents are kind of like, okay, you know, what college are you going to? That that was a little different. And um, they were super, super supportive. And so here I am. And the Lord just really showed me not only music and the greatness of singing and being involved with uh, traveling and things like that, but he curtailed my heart to love people, you know, in, in a, a different way and just uh, created compassion in me and lots of different things that had I not gone through that experience, you know, I know I'd be a different person today. He really just, he met me and showed me his character and who he was in that season. Wow. That's awesome. And, and and you were out of school for nearly two years. Did you say that? That's incredible. Right. Yes. Uh, for about 18 months. Yeah. I, I was placed on homebound the first year, so I was taken out of school. And then um, the second year, I went to a homeschool group that met once, once a year. I mean, once a week. Sorry. And then um, after that, my third year, I went to a charter school. So I was able to go to school for about three hours a day. Um, and then I, so it wasn't too hard on my body and that's when, um, I got my diploma. Wow. And at what point did songwriting become something that you were passionate about? I mean, you were obviously a singer. Was songwriting pretty quickly a part of the mix as well? Yeah. You know, it's so funny how God just kind of, um, he really does shape your heart in a young age. And the first song that I had written was when I was 11 years old. And um, I came in the living room and stood on the fireplace steps and sang the song for my family and told them, this is the song that I wanted to sing. And and, um, so he he started working on my heart with songwriting at a young age. 
and then um, the older I grew, I guess it kind of curtailed a little bit into a craft. I don't feel like I've, I've mastered it by any means. There is so much more that I need to learn, but yes, I, I love songwriting. Centricity, the label, it came to me and said, okay, we want you to write a Christmas song. Um, and at that point, I hadn't put any music out. So I was like, okay, my first single on the radio is going to be a Christmas song. This is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, okay, Lord, if you want want this to happen, then let it just be purely worship. That's what I want to be known for, you know, so just a worshiper at heart. So, Lord just take this song and um, I sat down and someone told me the story about how there's a span of time between the Old Testament and the New Testament where there were no recorded acts of God hmm. and there was about 400 years and then the first thing that comes from that silence is the cry of a baby and um, I just really dwelled on that and that was so moving to me that Salvation came in the humblest form, in the meekest form. And um, so I, I went to the guys, uh, Paul Mabry and Paul Duncan, and um, we we started writing this song, and Paul had come with an idea as well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we kind of fused the two together, and Paul Mabry just started singing this um, bridge for all who wait, for all who hunger, for all who prayed, for all who wander, behold your king. And it was just kind of like out of that place of silence, the earth, you know, they, everybody must have been yearning, you know. And so often we get caught in the moment of our our wandering, our, our hurting. And we say, Lord, please come, God. And in that little cry, the king of the universe, the king of the earth, the king of the world came to restore and redeem and deliver us. Are you living in Nashville currently? I'm, I'm not familiar with your story I there. I am. Awesome. Yes. Oh, no, that's fine. I am. I'm from uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I'm Southern and Cajun and all that. Nice. <laughs> in a little package. And that little Cajun bundle moved up to Nashville to uh, do music. And I've been living here for about two years. Okay. 
So you must be an LSU Tigers fan. I'm, I'm assuming that. Is that true? Oh, yes. You're not going to like it when I tell you that I grew up in Arkansas and I was an Arkansas Razorback fan for a long time. There you go. Yeah. That's, yeah. To each his own. To that's each right. his own, okay? Big, <laughs> big rivalry. Kidding. No, that's cool. Yeah, so as you can imagine, that would be – so, okay, my, my um, grandmother and grandfather both worked at LSU for about 40 years. They got married on LSU campus. My mom and dad both went to LSU – and got married on LSU campus. My great aunts and uncles went to LSU, and my wow. regular aunts and uncles went there and met on campus. So needless to say, <laughs> there's a lot of history there. And then yeah. I went to LSU for a brief period. Awesome. So you could imagine that when I when I told my parents at 15 at the dinner table, hey, I'm going to pursue music, I'm not going to college, they were like, okay, well, this will be a little yeah. different. All right, let's see what's going to happen here. Yeah, lots of lots of LSU in the blood, and uh, I I didn't go right out of high school. I took a year off to pursue music, and then um, did some mission trip stuff, and then came back and went to LSU for two years. So I had a little bit of it under my belt. Okay, <laughs> cool. But and so you ended up in Nashville, and uh, fast forward some uh, a few years, and and here you are. With Centricity Music, a great indie label in Franklin, Tennessee. Tell us about that. Tell us about what you're up to now, and 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 what it's like writing with some great writers, working with some great producers. Um, would love to hear you talk more about that. Absolutely, yeah. So um, right now, I'm on tour with Aaron Schust, and that has been quite a journey just to see the tour side of life. Because when I came up here, I I knew nothing. I mean, I was so green. I just led worship at my church back home, and um, I, I didn't know anything about being an artist and what it looks like in the label world and all of that. So um, I started songwriting and recording, which was a blast. Loved it. And from that, um, from Light of the World, actually, I went on tour with Jason Gray, and then um, after that, I went on tour with Aaron Schust. And it's really just been such an honor to go out with those guys and um, get to sing alongside some some notable men who um, have such great integrity and love the Lord. And so kind of being stewarded by them, you know, has been such a, such a blessing. Hmm. And um, then um, now... Being on the road. This is our last week, and um, I'm going to be writing more in the near future and recording. So we're awesome. starting the next project. Nice, <laughs> nice. Already. bit about Come Alive. Uh, that's a great song. I know you wrote that one. You co-wrote that yeah. with Michael Farron. It's a fantastic song. Okay, so Michael and I wrote um, Come Alive when I was new to the songwriting world, and it was so such a great experience. It came from the passage in Ezekiel 37, 
And um, I went in. I didn't know Michael. It was my first time. And I sat down, and um, he kind of told me a little bit about himself. And I found out that he wrote Let It Rain. And that was one of the songs that I used to lead back home. So I was yeah. so excited. It was, it was such an honor. So I start telling him about um, a friend back home and um, how you know they went through seasons of, of being a Christian and then kind of walking away from the Lord. And they grew up in a Christian environment. And I just kind of watched the parents of this child grieve their son, but also stay persistent with prayer knowing that um, the Lord would hear them and answer them and not giving up on their, their child. And, um, you know, the Lord showed me Ezekiel 37 before I ever moved to Nashville. When I would pray on behalf of that person, um, they, the Lord showed me Ezekiel 37, and it talked about Ezekiel prophesying to the dry bones and them coming to life and an army being raised up from those dry bones. And it, which is the perfect picture that in the right timing, the Lord has the power to bring life to those dry bones mm-hmm. in, in us, you know, spiritually and, um, mm-hmm. but also physically, you know. I had one lady, she, she said, I have a, a bone disease and this song is actually my anthem. And um, wow. it's, it's just been such an amazing Thing to see God pour through that song. So anyway, so back to the writing appointment. I jumped ahead a little bit. So Michael starts saying, you know, we call out to dry bones, come alive, come alive. And I said, wait, what did you just say? And he says, you know, that passage in Ezekiel 37. And I was like, no way. Like this is just as I'm telling you the story about this person, that's been the prayer that I've been praying and um, he was like, no way. So it was just one of those moments wow. that was like, wow. So um, whenever, you know, Centricity heard it, they were like, wow, well, we would love to, to sing that at, at our Centric Worship um, Retreat. And um, we were able to record it up there. And that's such an amazing experience just to be able to go up there and um, <clears throat> spend a few days writing some worship songs and getting to sing after and record everything. So, yeah, that's a little bit about Come Alive. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and tell us a little bit more about the retreat itself. Um, as a songwriter, as, as some, you know, you just said a, a moment ago that you're fairly new to it, but how has co-writing in particular been a helpful way for you to grow as a songwriter? Oh, man, I tell you, it helps me stay sharp for sure um whenever you have someone every week say hey we need to write i'm like okay good otherwise i might trail off and say oh let's let's chase this dream or this dream or this dream it definitely helps me stay focused uh, with writing and it's kind of one of those things like with running you know you have to train those muscles Mm. and songwriting's the same way you know it's it's constantly training that that muscle in your mind to just grab a hold of things because sometimes inspiration comes and other times inspiration doesn't, you know, yeah. other times you, you write from a place of, in, sometimes you write from a place of inspiration. Other times you write because, you know, it's a craft and it's, it's what you have to do. But 
in that, that's when you really sharpen um, the songwriting muscle. And it's been such a unique experience. And I and I always try to write, write from inspiration, you know. But sometimes God's like, no, I want to push you a little bit further. And um, it's interesting. That's That's for sure. But co-writing, I've been able to learn, you know, some of the different techniques and uh, things that make it a little easier to grab onto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for sure. Power to Redeem. That's another one that's on the EP. Um, tell us a little bit about that song, Power to Redeem. Oh, I would love to. Um, so, I was, from the co-writing perspective, um, it was written with Paul Mabry and Justin Ebach, and Justin was driving over to the appointment, and that lyric, you know, um, uh, nail it to the tree when, when he says... Um, he alone has the power to nail our our sin and nail our shame to the tree, which was the cross. Um, that lyric just overwhelmed me, and I was like, "Wow, we need to build on that for sure." Mm. So from that, this beautiful story of redemption was birthed, and. Um, I was able to see the hands and feet of that song when I went to um, this place in Texas uh, that rescues girls from um, human trafficking. And it's this amazing program called Restore Her. So uh, listeners, check out restoreher.org to find out more. But I was able to go and um, hang out with these girls and spend the, the week or a night there and um, hear their stories and it's just amazing how we hear you know such devastating things mm-hmm. about these girls that have been caught in sex trafficking and the Lord came and met these children and through them he has redeemed such a beautiful story and um, these girls who are taken from brokenness from disaster and crisis are now brought into life and abundance and fruitfulness. And they're able to share their story with wholeness and completeness, knowing that they are a child of the King, knowing that they're a son and daughter of a living God who loves them and cares for them. And that's the beautiful picture of redemption. And this, this song is all about that.
How Can It Be. For those of you listening, head over to laurendagle.com and get the new EP. It just came out this last September. It's on iTunes. It's awesome. And um, I, I just know you're going to love it. So it's laurendagle.com, correct, Lauren? Yeah, laurendagle.com. And they can get the full um, the full EP on laurendagle.com and they'll mail a hard copy or they could get a part of the five-song EP on iTunes. I see. Okay. Excellent. Um, well, clearly you have some great songs, but um, it's also very obvious that you have an amazing voice. I would love to talk about singing for just a second. There are folks who listen to this podcast who are musical themselves. There may be worship leaders who um, want to develop their voices. I would love to hear from you. What would be one of the main things you do as a singer to continue developing your voice, whether it's practicing on a daily basis or or some methods that you use to take care of your vocals. What are some tips for singers who might be yes. listening? Oh, absolutely. Oh, this is so crucial. Vocal exercises. Yeah. Every single day. Do not skip a day. I tell you, that is the trick. I mean, so I went through a period when I moved to Nashville where I was I was hoarse for like three months. It was miserable. And um, I had to get a scope done and looked at my vocal cords to see what was going on. Wow. Wow. And... It was it was just extreme vocal fatigue because I wasn't taking care of my voice. So I started vocal lessons, and um, through that, I do vocal exercises every single day. And I have so much longevity now just from doing vocal exercises. Wow. So I would say, first and foremost, uh, vocal exercises. Second, lots of water. Mm. Stay hydrated. All throughout the day, I drink so much water, I could swim. I'm like a fish. Literally, I just drink water all the time. And um, <laughs> hot tea, throat coat, that is that is another awesome. secret. Yeah, throat I love coat, stay active. Those are the things I try to do. That's and, great. Um, steam. Steam your vocal cords as well. That's awesome. So um, how long do you practice every day? Like those vocal exercises you're talking about, is that 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour? What does it look like? Oh, no, they're not even long. That's what's so amazing. Like if you just learn the right techniques, you don't even have to do it a long time. I think mine are like 10 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes. It varies every week um, because I do different sets every week. But yeah, it's, it's about 10 to 15 minutes. What's next? What What are you working on? You said you're, you're you're going back into the studio. You're doing some more writing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, we're hoping to put out a worship project. Um, so the goal is so this is super super premature, um, but the goal is to do some worship covers and also some worship songs of my own that I've written, awesome. and um, hopefully get that out relatively soon uh, in 2015. Where can folks go online as far as your social media, Twitter, Facebook, all of that? Yeah, uh, it's facebook.com slash Lauren Daigle Music. And my Twitter and Instagram handle is at Lauren underscore Daigle. D-A-I-G-L-E. That's awesome. I'm sure we'll be, we'll be hearing a lot more from you. I'm real excited to see what, what God does for you, the doors that he's going to open up for you. Um, You have a gift, and um, thank you for sharing it with the world. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just honored to be a part of this. Again, for today's show notes, just head over to christianmusicblog.com slash 63. 
you'll see the different highlights for everything that we talked about. If you want to print that out right from your browser, that'd be awesome. And you can um, listen to it again. If you, if you are an artist yourself and you want to learn from our conversation, I think that singing part, especially, you know, you singers out there, definitely go and apply those things to your daily habits, your daily practices. And uh, I guarantee you, you will grow as a result of that. In fact, head over to natefancher.com. We have recently moved a lot of things over to my blog um, from CMB. Um, and for, for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while, um, in episode 62, I went into detail about the changes and the updates that we're currently going through. CMB is more uh, focused now on simply highlighting and promoting great new music. Um, and the how-to stuff, if you're an artist yourself, the the practical stuff, I just encourage you to head over to my site, natefancher.com. There's an all-new podcast coming out soon called Tim Talks, which I'm so stoked about. If you're an artist, you're going to want to definitely be a part of that. But um, you can definitely still see the show notes um, for all of the CMB podcasts in the in the past. You can actually head over to christianmusicblog.com slash podcast dash page, and you'll see all of the podcasts that we've done. It's all still there. So head over to either christianmusicblog.com slash podcast dash page, or you can head over to natefancher.com and see uh, different featured content from the podcast that I've, that I've put there. So again, uh, the Come Alive EP is coming out very soon that she is featured on, that Lauren is featured on, and um, as well as some other artists that we've even had on the podcast, like Corey Voss um, from the Centric Worship Crew. And uh, just a great song, um, Come Alive, Dry Bones, an awesome song, as you already heard. Um, anyway, so head over again to christianmusicblog.com slash 63 is the show notes for today's episode. And uh, we'll see you soon. I'm really excited to continue to do this and to promote great new music for you guys. In fact, the next episode, two weeks from today, um, episode 64, Dave Wilton from the band Loud Harp. Um, is on the podcast next time, and it's it was an awesome conversation. He's got an, uh, a jaw-dropping, I don't know how else to say this, a jaw-dropping testimony. And um, their music is just so sweet and so awesome, and it's just blowing up right now. So that's going to be next uh, two weeks, actually, two weeks from the release of this podcast. That's episode 64 coming soon. All right, you guys have a great couple of weeks, and we'll see you soon here on the CMB Podcast. We call out to drive Come alive, yeah. Oh, come alive. Oh, come alive. Thank you for listening to the CMB podcast. For more valuable content, including helpful articles and video, visit christianmusicblog.com.